With the 10th pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Scott Olstad from Wolvescast. Ever since I broke the five-minute barrier in my Super Mario Brothers speedruns, I knew I'd be a professional video gamer one day. I promise to make this organization proud. And to Timberwolves fans around the world, you're in good hands. My my player character has won the NBA title for 18 consecutive seasons. Welcome to episode 78 of Wolvescast, the show that is on the rise like Jimmy Butler's shorts. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Wolvescast. Smut in that opening. Thank you for listening to us. The shorts are getting more high rise. They're getting shorter, is what you're saying. That's right. That's right. The shorts are... Rising up his leg. They're rising up his thigh. We got some, uh, you know, the the length of the shorts are getting shorter and shorter, you guys. You might have seen the pictures. Players keep flirting with bringing back the full short shorts. It's happening. I think women would like that, you know? (laughs) It'd be good for the league's image. Yeah, you see like OGN and Obi, and uh, I'm trying to think of some other players who are like, no, they're known for the the short, short look. It's going to Jimmy hasn't done the game though. He's more of a practice shoot around short short guy. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's what we're talking about there. Uh, but yes, thanks for listening to the show. You're listening to Wolf's Cast. It's going down. We got a couple more shows here before the end of the season. It's the end of an era. Mm, yes, all 78 episodes of Wolf's Cast have been recorded in this home. Yes, we're sitting in an empty house right now. Neil is moving. Tomorrow. Boxes everywhere. Boxes. Everything's in boxes. Basically everything Cardboard. but the podcast equipment. <laughs> so yeah. Last thing to pack up for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I got to pack up the audio interface last because we're doing this show. <laughs> so I'm excited to see next week what our new pos- podcasting environment will look like. Yeah, who it's knows? It's another drive for me, unfortunately. But. I, don't even, I don't even know what it's going to look like yet. I got to make it still. So yeah, this is the last Wolvescast show. You, know, you, the listener, have no idea what we're talking about. But yeah, like Scott said, every single show you've heard from us has happened in this room, and uh, this is it for tonight. We are uh, we're having a little beer, we're having a little cocktail here uh, to to um, send off this room, and uh, it's, it's been good to us. The sounds decent in here. Uh, we had some carpet there. We laid a rug down, and we got some uh, some treatment, some audio treatment here on the wall. So we're trying to make it sound better, but it, it's been a great room uh, thus far, and uh, I'm sad to see it go. <laughs> Goodbye to Wolfcast Studios. Wolfcast Studio One is uh, you know in in the books as of uh, the end of this show. Yep. Well, let's get into it. We got a yeah. lot of great stuff this week. We're yeah, going to recap uh, the two games, only two games. It was a very sparse week. I didn't have yeah. much to watch. Yeah. I was sad. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about those two games, though. Full Court Press, we're going to be talking about the end of the season. We got four games left. We're going to be talking about that playoff picture, of course. Things are getting tight up in here. It's getting hot, heavy, and we're worried. We got a sponsor, as always, to pay our bills. We're doing power rankings, our top 11 moments of the season later on. And, of course, Weekly Wolfies and a terrific game, oh, yeah. as always. Yes, indeed. So let's talk about um, this week. Two games, as you mentioned, uh, last, I believe, Friday it was. Um, uh, the Wolves went to Dallas and uh, picked up the win at Americans American Airlines Arena, uh, right there. And uh, yeah, that was a good win to get. That was it's always nice to um, you know beat those uh, those tank teams uh, as you as you're supposed to. The Wolves haven't really been able to take care of business uh, to to the you know the extreme as they should. But hey, beating Dallas in Dallas that's a, that's a good one to get. It's one you got to have. This was uh, this was a game that you know I kind of chalk up to Jamal Crawford really though he was he was something else he was 
He was uh, incredible. This was probably his best game of the season. I think uh, season high uh, scoring for him. You know, he hit the all the shots down, down the line at, at the end of the game. It was all it was all Crawford. So it was incredible. Jamal, uh, heat check alert. He was getting Thank them up. Thank you, Jamal Crawford. This was definitely one of those games where you he know, saw his other. He saw Dirk running around and it made him feel younger. <laughs> Put a little pep. He's in like, his oh step. yeah, I got a few more years. Yeah, exactly. Dirk can still do it. Hey, Dirk I said can, he's going to come back next I year. I can too. So I don't know. The Wolves have have played pretty bad since uh, Jimmy Butler, um, you know, went down with the injury, and they're they're eking out wins wherever they can. And 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 this was one of those games that you're like, it sort of feels like an exception because you had Jamal Crawford leading the way for the most part. It's really ugly game. Lots of uh, I don't know, just lots of missed shots, lots of turnovers for both sides. It was really ugly on both sides. So it was it was a war of attrition. There, I mean, this is like the Hawks game. Like the yeah. Hawks are one of the worst teams in the league, and we needed fifty six points from Cat to put them away. So it seems like even against these bad teams, we need extraordinary circumstances to overcome. So it just uh, the momentum has been sucked out of this team right now. It really feels like we're just fighting for our lives in every single game, even against really bad teams. Yeah, and you know, in a little bit here, we'll get to sort of our upcoming schedule, but. You know, with Butler out, you sort of have to unfortunately wonder like where the miracle is going to come from or who's going to have to have a crazy night. I mean, again, like you mentioned, you know, it was Cat against Atlanta and then, and then, you know, Crawford against Dallas. And unfortunately, they can't win in a normal way. They can't just like have a normal win. There has to be some sort of <laughs> just like <laughs> supernatural team experience. effort where everyone yeah. plays consistently good and yeah. takes care of business. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was the Dallas game. You know, D- Dallas, kind of, though, uh, Andrew Wiggins, great defensive effort. Uh, um, we've been talking about it on the pod yeah. these past month or so. He's been just throwing so much effort and hustle into his game, and it's really fun to watch. It's actually some of the most fun games to watch all season, I think, because yeah. watching Andrew perform on defense like we've always wanted him to is very fulfilling in a very satisfying way. Um, and then Sunday night, Utah came to town, and um, it was uh, the Ricky Rubio reunion. The reunion night. Ricky Rubio, I'm not like anybody else. We keep those drops around for a reason. I'm never going to let you delete that drop. <laughs> I'll drop you from this podcast before I get rid of that <laughs> all drop. Right, all right. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I was happy for Ricky. I mean, obviously, totally. what a blow that game was. It would have been great to have it because we're fighting for playoff positioning with Utah. Yeah. Would have been great to have that. I think, would we have gotten the tiebreaker over them if we had won? That. I think so. I think so. Now so, it's two and two. I think yeah. So, so that's lame. Uh, we really that tiebreaker would have been huge for us. I think uh, we'll still have the tiebreaker against Utah um, because it goes to division record and apparently they're way behind. But okay, nice. we won't have like the three way tiebreaker. I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah. Well, we have a tiebreaker over <laughs> yeah. the Thunder and we have a tiebreaker over the Pelicans, but yes. we do not have a tiebreaker over the Spurs. And Nuggets is to be determined. That's right. We still got two more two games left. Yeah. Them. Yeah. So those are going to be some very consequential games. But it was good to see. You know. Um, you know, for Ricky anyway, I don't know. For I think most Wolves fans are still big Rubio fans, right? He got like, a big ovation. You big know? ovation. You know, he had one of his better games of his whole season. He's playing great right now at the end of uh, end of this season. So um, you, you have know, to wonder what our record would be with him instead of Jeff Teague. Yeah, I don't even know if he'd be better or worse. You know, I, I, I literally like, don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's just an interesting thought experiment to he, think about. He's in the threes right now, and and really fits into this defensive minded oh, Utah Utah's squad. Defense is so good. 
Gobert is incredible, and and yeah, Ricky in there. So yeah, Utah they they blew the doors off us. This was not a good game. This was not a game the Wolves really came ready to go. This is kind of one of their normal. We don't have Butler, so unless we get a freaky performance from somebody, it's not going to happen type of games. And you know they played well through the first you know first uh, quarter and a half or so, but second half was just a disaster and couldn't stop anybody. Even Utah, who's not really known for their offense, but they sure had their way with us. <laughs> Would you say that this loss was a little deep? De- moralizing uh yeah a little bit i mean i didn't uh, everyone wanted to peg this as like the most important wolves they game talked about it a lot on the broadcast. i was like okay i guess i know where you're coming from but without butler i uh i don't know i mean i guess it is it's important because the wolves have playoffs on the line and you know meaningful games in march and april for sure i, I guess i understand it but to put it uh, you know at the top of the most important wolves games in the last five years is a little heavy-handed for me so especially when in kevin loves last the last love season sure uh we missed the playoffs by like what two games or something and like yeah there was probably some really important games that season guys yeah i was just trying to tell you neil if that if that game has got you feeling blue just remember alexi change change the space be happy enjoy it enjoy indeed enjoy i'm so happy for my son he's good to see you rick good to see you out there rick um great that's week uh recap one and one hopefully the wolves can uh do better Get a winning uh, record uh, for this upcoming week. Let's finish the season strong, huh? Yeah, let's finish it up, and let's also get to Full Court Press. Here's the tip! First up, we're going to talk about uh, Jimmy Butler and his uh, hopeful, uh, hopefully eventual return to the team. It's been cleared for contact. Cleared for contact, uh, participated in um, some practices this week um, as we record this on um, you know Wednesday, uh, April 4th. Um, you know, today the team announced that uh, for the game in Denver on Thursday, Butler be doubtful. I think is the is the word they used um, for that one. So, uh, you know, lots of people speculating when will Jimmy come back. He's you know targeting you know before the playoffs and which game will it be where he comes back. Lots of Wolves fans hoping he'll be able to come back in Denver on Thursday. Doesn't seem likely. It's a back to back. So maybe on Friday against the Lakers. But um, you know, it's just something. It's a to- taxing environment to play in. Back to back on the road, altitude, yes. So definitely very, very troubling. You know, it's hard to come back on that one. Maybe in the second half of the back to back um, there, but you know, either way, um, or even if he doesn't come back until next week's games, maybe Monday um, at home against Memphis. Uh, he's he's gonna be back soon, right? So that's that's a positive thing, right? Wolves fans kind of not knowing whether he would come back for the playoffs or, or or what it would be, but it seems like he will hopefully be back for the, one of the final few games, and and then hopefully can build on that and and, and get closer to um, being the player he was in the regular season uh, for the playoffs. So I don't right. know, what, get a game or two to ramp up. What are we that. thinking? I mean, at this point, I mean, we've said all along we want it to be on his timeline. Don't rush back. Come back when you're ready. Now, I want when to be the on the, doctor, I want the doctor's timeline, not Jimmy Butler's <laughs> Not the Butler. Timeline. Not yeah. the Butler timeline. Not the Tom Thibodeau timeline, the team doctor timeline, please. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to rush back and get hurt, yeah. even though we really need him right now. We Butler. do. Wow. Hey, Jimmy, how have we been playing when you've been gone? Doo-doo. 
Yeah, that's right. That's an accurate description. I think so. Uh, yeah, we need Butler back. He's going to be coming back here soon. Um, you know, it was nice to hear him talk again this week and sort of, you know, after he went through a practice talking about, you know, he's asked a lot about the defense, asked a lot about Thibodeau, too. That was interesting to hear him obviously defend his coach, uh, you know, from the Chicago days uh, and for, and from this season, kind of saying, like, Tibbs isn't out here playing defense for us. It's got to be us who excels on the defensive end. I thought that was interesting because – you know, we don't we sit here and and talk on these mics and you know write posts and stuff like that and lots of Timberwolves fans upset with Thibodeau, you know, in the last couple of weeks about the lack of improvement on defense and really it's it's hard to gauge uh, how much of that is on the coach and how much of that is on the players? And well, you listen yeah. to Jimmy, he's saying it's more on the players. Well, of course, Jimmy has that attitude. He's a self, he's a self-made man. You yeah, know, he yeah, believes yeah. In, <laughs> yeah. You know, if you work hard enough, you will get there. So he he has that belief system, and that's why him and Tibbs are, uh, you know, peas in the pod. pod. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah just yeah. last week, we were talking about uh, the after we lost to Memphis. I had that tweet where we're seventeen and eleven against teams under five hundred. Yeah. And it's the worst record of any playoff team. And I was saying like. On one hand, yes, the team needs to play harder. We don't argue with that. But how much of this is Tibbs' fault for not getting us ready, prepared, and geared up for bad teams? Right. At some point, it can't just all be the players' fault all the time. You know, like they're, they're, Tibbs has to assume some kind of responsibility. For the coach that. needs to put the team in a in a position to win. And if he's not motivating them, you know, maybe he needs to try something different. But we know Tebbs doesn't like trying different things. He likes trying the same thing over uh-huh. and over and over and Repetition. over again. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to bend or break first, but it's probably not going to be Tibbs. So good to have Butler on the track to be back. I don't know. Maybe news will break. Uh, you know, after we record this, before it gets released or something, and, and he will he will play in Denver. We'll, we'll see uh, limited minutes, maybe something like that. Seems like it's in uh, in the cards for the next uh, week here. Definitely got to have him back, and uh, hopefully it's sooner than later. We but miss yeah, you, Jimmy. We we miss you, Jimmy. He's hitting up. Moving on to um, the last few games of the regular season. Uh, let's see. The Wolves have, what, played 77 games, 78 games now? Yep. We're recording uh, this yeah. on Wednesday night. We usually record Thursday night. But yeah. Uh, we have to record on Wednesday, which means that the final four games will all be played before we record next week's Ooh, podcast. This is it. That's right. And uh, it's a little nerve wracking uh, yeah. to have these games count as much as they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thursday night, that's uh, tomorrow night. You'll probably have been listening to this pod right away mm-hmm. on Thursday morning. Oh, we're yeah, dropping you Thursday are. morning. I know you guys can't wait. You listen right away. At Denver, Friday at the Lakers, Monday at home against Memphis, and then finishing it off with fan appreciation night at the Target Ooh. Center when next Wednesday yeah. at home against Denver once again obviously two of these teams are bad teams not going to be in the playoffs the lakers have been playing frisky in the second half of the season so they don't have their pick but they're good to go like right they, they so want they want to go they barring want to any other players getting shut down early uh we're actually going to have to bring the effort there please do not just waltz into <laughs> la and be like hey we're going to go out on the town it's la this is super fun and take this team lightly because this team will definitely beat you yeah and then monday memphis i think that we have too much egg on our face if we lost to, to memphis again on a monday yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the Wolves have to have enough for self-respect to be like, we have to really destroy this Memphis game. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I could see the team, you know, I, actually, I, w- I was about to say, I could see the team going 4-0 during this run, but I don't know. It's it's really hard to say. It's really hard to predict how this will all shake out, especially, obviously, the team has, you know, played a very uneven basketball without Jimmy Butler in there, to be kind. But, you know, hopefully he'll be back. And But it's, it's hard to, even if he is back in uniform, 
but it's hard to see him necessarily making a great impact, especially in what is assumed to be limited minutes, at least to start in his first couple of games. So it's just a mentality thing, though. You know, it's one of those things where if he does, I mean, we're so close in these games uh, a lot of times that I feel like having five minutes of Jimmy would be enough to swing it, you know, just like even a little bit. Yeah. And it affects the hierarchy. Belly goes back to the bench and then, you know, so we we get more depth on the roster. Yeah, that that's that that'd be great to and even, Rose will be back too. Yeah, even to just yeah, exactly. To expand the roster beyond I mean, if it was my call, you know, uh, Marcus George's hunt would be playing and these kind of guys, but we know that's off the table for Tibbs. So you even got a Justin Patton sighting in that <laughs> yeah, jazz game. Yeah. Scored a bucket. Even just to get guys back who who Tibbs will play, like that is that's going to be huge just for the, the, like you said, the the depth issue, the bench issue. Um, we definitely need that. But, yeah, these final four games, all going to be huge. Obviously, 4-0 would be amazing. 3-1 and would be amazing. If we go 4-0 and the Spurs lose twice and the Jazz lose once, we could have home court advantage. My goodness. Because we have all those tiebreakers we were talking about. Tiebreaker over the Thunder, tiebreaker over the Pellies. Yeah. Um, and you would like that because then you could go to a few before you head out to. on tour. I would love to be able to attend a Wolves playoff game. And that only happens if they get that four seed. So so we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, it looks like there's a number of winnable games here. It's just a matter of how many can they actually get. Denver, L.A., you know, that's a back-to-back. That's really tough. Just any back-to-back against any NBA team is hard. So, you know, I don't know. It's sort of a you just look at the teams and you're like, all right, yeah, the Wolves can beat all of them for sure. But the the situations and the sort of, you know, other factors that play into this might work against us. So it's really hard to say what will happen here. I mean, if the, if the Wolves are to – to, to, to play as they have the last couple of weeks, they'll go two and two, right? They'll go right. exactly 500. So it'd and be great fine. to get three and one. Yeah, it'd be great to get three and one. Um, you'd obviously want to see them finish the season on a strong note. Um, but, you know, let's just take a second to appreciate how much fun it is to have relevant basketball for in the real. final game for of the real. season. Thank the you. final week of the season. It's Thank been a long you. time since we've had relevant April games. So It's hard because you get wrapped up in it and you're in it. So you're like, whatever. I'm not trying to think about the big picture. I'm trying to think about this game that's happening against right. a bad team that we're supposed to beat uh, it's hard to keep perspective we've it talked is, about this if, but it's important if we were good at keeping perspective this would be like a monthly show or something but <laughs> you have to overreact when you're doing you know weekly blog pod. posts or you're doing weekly pod or stuff it's a part of the name of the game and you know i like it when fans overreact because it means they care you know <laughs> Shows it they means care. they're into it all right, Neil. Well, let's go. Yep. one more topic, and you know what that means. Let's go. He's on fire! On he fire. So. It's the playoff picture time. We are just already talking about it a little bit. Uh-huh. But something unique happened uh, on Tuesday night, Neil. All right. The Clippers beat the Spurs, moving to 42-36 and 36 on the season and clinching the 10th winning record in the West. That's right. 10 teams in the Western Conference have winning records this year. Wow. The only, t- the only other time a single conference produced so many winning teams was the 2001 Western Conference. <laughs> The standings that year were pretty fun. Your Wolves were at the eighth seed. We had 47 wins that season. Nice. The Seattle Supersonics were the 10th seed. They had a 44 and 38 record. Houston missed the playoffs and Seattle missed the playoffs. Uh, Houston won 45 games. Seattle won 44 and they both missed the playoffs. That's what happens when you have 10 winning records in a single conference. Also on Tuesday night, the Bucks and the Heat, uh, they clinched uh, their winning records as well. That means the league this year will have 18 teams above 500. The only Incredible. other time in history that has happened is 2005. You'll remember where the Wolves went 44 and 38 and missed the playoffs. KG's final year. 44 and 38 and missed the playoffs. And then they're like, get out of here, Flip. By Flip, by KG. I yeah. think they did they fire Flip midway through that season. Is that when they brought yeah. in Casey? Or, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, Whitman, I can't really remember. I think the interesting thing about this: eighteen teams this season above five hundred. That means that the bottom twenty two teams, the league, yeah. or yeah, the bottom twelve teams, excuse me, yeah. were so bad. They're so tanky this year because it's the last year before the, the rules for the lottery change. Yep. So the teams that are tanking are really tanking, and they they must have historic amount of losses because there's only so many wins to go around. And for the league to have eighteen winning records, that means the other twelve teams are particularly tanky this year. <laughs> Um, so it's just interesting. Historically, we're seeing some stuff that was only happened once before in NBA history, and it had to happen this year because you know, God forbid, we have an easy Western Conference for once. No, 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 yeah, never going to happen. Wolves are finally in it. They're finally uh, competitive in their conference, and uh, yeah, it's a bloodbath out there. So. That means two teams with winning <laughs> records will not be going to the playoffs in wow. the West. So. Here's hoping that's the Clippers and the Nuggets. Or yes. Actually, I don't even care who it is as long as it's not the Wolves. You Pelicans, know? whoever. Yeah, I don't care. Who, whoever. Just not the Wolves, please. Yeah. Um. So then looking forward to the Nuggets and the Clippers. They're on the outside looking in. Nuggets, Final Four games, Timberwolves. That's us. Clippers, Blazers, Timberwolves. So that's, you know, Clippers are going to fight All for their lives. Teams, yeah. Timberwolves are going to fight for their lives. Blazers have clinched. But they're a really good team. They might win anyways, even yeah. if they're resting guys. And then uh, the Clippers are at the Jazz. That's a tough matchup, you know. They just lost Danilo Gallinari for the rest of the season. The Clippers are playing the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Pelicans, and the Lakers. So also pretty good competitive teams uh, that need to win for playoffs. Like the Pelicans need to win, and yeah. the Jazz have, haven't had their playoff seed decided. So at the very least, they the have top, tough schedules working the, against the them. The top eight is essentially set. I mean, if they're only a half game out as far as Denver and Maybe a, a little bit more for Clippers as we record this on Wednesday night, but it, you know, so it's set up to be you know the top eight teams are already are already there. It's just a matter of you know which slots they slide into. But you know, Denver and, and LA are they're hanging around, they're hanging tough. If Denver beats us both times, they could leapfrog us. Yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah, so we got to at least take one of these Denver games. That's really important. Yeah, um, you know, just a small note I was thinking about when we were watching the Mavericks. Something I didn't fully appreciate as a fan of a tanking team. That's what we've been for 13 years. <laughs> oh, fans yeah. Of, ch- fans of losing teams. End of the end of the season, you're you're into the race to the bottom. You're and, rooting but, for those losses. But you're also into the, the playing the spoiler. Yeah. You know, spoiling the, the, the good teams. The Wolves have been notable spoilers in the past couple of years in <laughs> April and March, you know, yeah. being the Warriors and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I'm usually on that side of being the spoiler cheering yeah. for losses. So it's weird this year to be on the other side of the equation where you're playing a bunch of tanking teams in the final You're just months. hoping that they don't like you know have an amazing game. Right. Hoping it's, that they just lie down and die. I never knew there there was this pressure to win like 80% of your final games. You, know? <laughs> you gotta win. Because like that's you have to. I mean, since the All-Star break, like the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Jazz, they've all been winning at been like doing an it. 80% rate yep, pretty much. Yep, yep. And because so, there's just like you have to win against the tanking teams and so it's just crazy a pressure that i never really realized it's something true, you true. only get the perspective of when you're on the other side yeah here we are <laughs> so we gotta <laughs> pretty cool gotta beat uh the memphis gotta beat lakers this week and ideally take one from the nugs all right let's let's uh hopefully be able to do that uh wolves have a couple big games coming up and then uh hopefully playoffs so yeah it's, I'm, I'm i'm you know i don't i don't uh i don't think uh four and oh is the thing but let's, let's i think Why that not? three and one let's, yeah. let's grab that three and one let's i think that's uh split the difference and uh that's reasonable well now is the time of the show where we need to get paid oh yeah because we need to be all uh, for some playoff tickets uh, on the uh, horizon uh, let's so do it we got to get that money from the sponsors yes indeed and today's sponsor very very special 
special sponsor. This week they contacted us and they were like, we see that your team is in a position that they have never been in for the last 10 years. So yeah, uh, Do you realize yeah. we're less than two weeks away from sitting at a playoff basketball oh, game? Oh, it's less than two weeks away. Literally don't understand the feeling. Literally don't understand what that's like or what it could be but yes playoffs are around the corner we are we are mere days away from the playoffs beginning in the nba and today our sponsor is playoff loans um they are a business um you know who is uh assuming that uh, you, you probably forgot um or didn't budget money for uh, tickets to these extra games at the end of the season. There's We're not used to games. budgeting our money in April like this, you know? Game 83, game 84 of the season. We don't usually think about those as Timberwolves fans. Yeah, and usually I'm just saving a little bit of money to get some cheap uh, sale items at the end of the game, at the end of the fan yeah, appreciation game. Yeah, 50% off all the retail store, and that, and that's where your extra money goes to. And but, then it's Twins yeah. tickets. Then it's Twins tickets oh, all summer yeah. long. So oh, yeah. Th- this year, you you know, you didn't anticipate playing paying for multiple playoff games. No. And if we go, if we win our first round matchup, that's even more money you're going to have to pay. And you know the ticket prices go up every single oh, round of the playoffs. Is that how it works? I didn't know. Okay, and okay. you're not going to miss the playoff games. This is, it's been 13 years. You're not going to Don't miss like, it. Yeah, you can't just say, well, I'll go next year. You don't know. You can't take these things for granted. Unless out of the country like me you have no excuse get your butt in the building so you need to be here but what if you don't have the money that's where pay- playoff loans comes in they're here for you they want to make sure that you can afford to go to the games and maybe make a little money off you in the time being yeah yeah the unique thing about playoff loans is that the terms of your loan are contingent upon your team's playoff performance oh i see so depending on how well your team does that uh, sort of uh, informs uh, when you will pay back these loans. Yeah, and like what your rates are going to be, stuff like that. Yeah. The better your team does, the sweeter the deal. Ooh. If your team wins the championship, you are eligible for our Larry O'Brien loan rate. That sounds that good. It's a very low interest rate, almost non-existent interest rate, and you have a long repayment period. You don't even have to pay that off until the cha- not the championship parade. The per- you, you you can pay it off, you know, after you get the rains next season. After oh, the banner game gets one. unveiled, you got yeah. plenty of time oh yeah because they understand you had to go to 16 or whatever oh yeah eight eight games home games you know on your way to that title eight very expensive home games that's right so they're going to give you some time and after all you're a champion go out and buy some of that championship merchandise you know yeah buy some champeasy spray it around we we understand that you know playoff loans knows there's other costs associated with extended playoff runs you gotta you gotta have other things happen the fines you have to pay for the police for rioting stuff like that Oh, yes. But on the flip side, if you mm. get swept in the first round, the deal, the terms are a lot more harsh. Ooh. They're harsher. You got to be careful. Word. You're saying if you're a seven or eight seed and you get swept by Golden State, swept by Houston, one of those situations, maybe? Yep. That's okay. exactly right. Not only are you going to get the highest interest rate available, but your next paycheck will be garnished by playoff loans. That's just the, that's just the risk you run. I mean, that's just, that's part of a loan for you. I mean... Playoff loans—they're a very reputable, um, you know, source of money. But hey, it's a loan nonetheless. Okay, this is how a loan works. They give you the money up front, and uh, you got to pay it back sometimes with interest. And you know what? Is that really the worst thing in the world? Because no, no, if your no. team gets swept, you only went to two games anyway, so yeah. it's not like you borrowed that much. No, money. you're fine. So you can afford, and plus, you know, you have more time then to get an off-season job uh, because your team's out of it. And Summer job. Repay that quickly. So that's playoff loans. It's the postseason. Get paid. You don't want to miss any of this. And you don't have to, thanks to playoff loans. Thank you very much, playoff loans, for sponsoring this episode of Wolves Cast. Up next, we have... 
Power Rankings. Power. 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 Everybody, you heard the theme song. It's time for Power Rankings. Pow, 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 pow. Definitive list that mm. cannot be argued with because no. our power rankings are set in stone. This because is it. We get them tattooed onto the skin. You know, this we're not going to change it. It. And because it is our show, uh, we're not doing top five. We're not doing top ten. It's top 11. That's top right. 11. Top 11. Because we had 11 great moments from the season that we want to reflect on. Usually, us being a losing team, we would wait till the season's over to do a recap episode, look back on the season. We'll look back. But, you know, with the playoffs coming up and we're going to have to do playoff previews, we thought it might be good to take a little look back right now. We're getting, we're, get, we're taking care of this one right now. So we don't forget those moments. So let's get started at, wait a second. <laughs> wait. Wait a second. Wait. We need to make you more, like, like the tension needs to go up. All right, here we go. Number 11. Number 11. Remember the Super Bowl came here? That's It's been a crazy winter oh, for us. Oh, yeah, February. And it felt like all this national spotlight was on Minnesota. And it's felt like that national spotlight has been on the Timberwolves this season. Finally respectable, good in national TV games, things like that. So when the whole world turned its eye to Minneapolis because of the Super Bowl, I was really proud of those three ice sculptures. The ice sculptures, you guys. Number 11. The number 11 moment is the Timberwolves getting ice sculptures. You know, that's just a sign of respect. You know, in previous years, they would never do anything out of their way to highlight the Timberwolves because we were in a forgotten footnote. But this really legitimized the team, I think, being like, hey, everyone, you're here for football, but check out our basketball team. You're right. And we uh, just want to quickly say that someone smashed those. Uh, someone smashed the ice sculptures. It's probably, which probably an Eagles fan. It's terrible. It's a terrible thing, but it's also, you know. That's, that's going to happen. That's, that's going to happen when you put, you know, something made of ice outdoors right. for anybody it's to like, come at. You know, it was after the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. It's kind of like you can smash pumpkins after Halloween. Just don't be a jerk and do them before Halloween, you know. That's right. worked on those. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Number 10. Number 10 uh, in our top uh, 11 moments of the season, Shabazz Muhammad was waived. That's right. He gone. Shabazz Muhammad continues to stay thirsty. He is thirsty. He is that. Shabazz Muhammad, uh, after being signed to a one-year deal this summer, uh, make good deal. He could not make good. He could not make good in that deal. He does not seem like an NBA player, and uh, the Wolves uh, waived him. Right before um, you know the, the the deadline for for such a thing, and he's now a Milwaukee Buck, so he just uh, jumped states, uh, jumped over the border there, but Mo- moved uh, to the fairer conference, the easier conference, <laughs> the easy- smart guy. Yeah, yeah. So Shabazz Muhammad, I don't know, seemed sort of like a sort of a bigger moment from this season as far as a you know a guy that Wolves fans was you know thought were part of the rotation at least. We uh, invested in him. Yeah. We invested our time and energy learning yeah, about exactly. him, cheering for him. True. A lot of fans were rooting for him because he seemed like he was always on the cusp of right figuring there. it out. So close. You just need the minutes, just need the experience, you know, need to grow up a little bit. But uh even on his way out the door he never figured it out. He was like, I just need shots to prove it. And it's like, no, you don't get it. It's because you can't do anything but take shots that you're not going to be in this league. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think many Wolves fans were broken up about it. It was obviously a good basketball decision, but I just think that emotionally it was tough to see a guy that you know we've been pals with for four years uh, leave. So it was, it was a notable moment. It was time for Shabazz to go. Moving right. on. Number nine. 
Oh, remember that first week of the season? All the way back in October. What are our first impressions with Jimmy? Not November anymore. October. That's right. October. Early, early season. Yeah, this wasn't even the first game of the season. I believe it was the third game of the season. It was still on October 22nd, getting that season started early. Get more rest to the players. (laughs) Who can forget, though, that first game against Oklahoma City in OKC? It's the new look Thunder versus the new look Timberwolves. Jimmy came out against his buddy Melo, had a great game. And the whole thing was decided at the final seconds when Andrew Wiggins got that illegal screen from Carl Anthony Towns that bumped <laughs> off Paul George to the ground. Andrew Wiggins crosses the half-court line. He shoots it. He banks it in. Everyone's jumping up and screaming. I was jumping up and screaming watching it at home. It just felt like the promise of the season in that moment. You're like, this season could be something really special. It was an incredible moment. Wiggins with the half-court buzzer beater. To win the game, uh, yeah, that was that was definitely a kickstart moment earlier in the year. Um, I can't remember was this before the Wolves lost in like brutal fashion to the Pistons and the yes, it was. Pacers. So yes, it you know, was. it was like a, a good win against like a you know a team that was like, all right, this team's gonna be the playoffs. Yeah. So it was like good to notch that one. I mean, good. We talk about division standings all year. Good to get a division win. That's right. But uh, yeah, that's that's about as freaky as it gets as, as far as a bank buzzer beater bank from half court. Yeah. So he called bank. He, he called it. He called it. He called it. I heard him. So for sure, that uh, definitely falls in our top eleven moments. Oh God, I love that. All right, next up, number eight. Number eight is the Christmas Day game. Christmas Day. That's right. The Wolves um, this year played in L.A. They played the Lakers. Right. That's right. Uh, played the Lakers for Christmas the Day. The late night game. The late. The very end. Uh, the nine thirty game Central where they game. were just like, you know what? <laughs> F it. Let the inside the NBA crew call this. game. Oh yeah, I forgot we, about that. I remember sitting in our parents' basement because we went to the parents' house for yep. Christmas. You know, as you do. It's good sons. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in the basement <laughs> watching the game and you fiddling with the iPad to try to get Wolves Radio to sync up. <laughs> Jim P was on the Wolves radio call. That's right. And we, we didn't want to listen to NBA, Inside the NBA anymore. Yeah, we pulled up a uh, guest on the show, a friend of the show, Alan Horton, uh, because we had to listen to him instead of the TNT crew. It was not very good. But yeah, the Wolves got the win. They played uh, last uh, uh, Christmas, Christmas 2016, um, for the first time in forever, and the first time ever, I think. And uh, Got our lost. butt kicked by the yeah, OKC. Yeah, Fine. lost OKC, but it was great to get the win, and it was good to sort of uh, you know be a, be a shoe-in a little bit to the Christmas Day festivities. <laughs> this game was also responsible for one of the best gifts of the season. Oh, gifts, GIFs. That's right. Yeah, not GIF. Not GIF. 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 Not, but not Christmas gift. Yeah, either, no, right? it's a yeah. Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah, gift of Carl Anthony Towns barbecue chicken. <laughs> eating the eating the leg of uh, barbecue chicken. You know, barbecue chicken. What a great gift. Barbecue. One of the top five gifts of the season. Maybe we should count down gifts after the season. <laughs> the best gifts of the season. The best memes of the season. Whatnot. Oh, uh, such a good memory. All right, I think we're on. Number seven. A not so good memory. Uh, there's going to be good memories of bad memories. Yeah, these, these are moments. Signed. These are not best. These are not best. But they're sort of more important memories of the season. So yeah, stuff like this can exist in our list. This elicited a lot of a r- range of emotions from fans. Oh boy, you know, for something that is going to amount to like this guy who's going to end up playing like 70 minutes for this team over yeah. the course of the season. Like he's not going to play like more than 100 minutes on this team for the. They, but the amount of ink that was spilled over this deal, a lot you know, hand wringing. Th- there's so much of a reaction and it told us so much about Tibbs and the and how his mind works um I mean you can go back and listen to our episode we were pretty apoplectic mm, about this one good word 
Uh, look at this, uh, Neil. Uh, this is a visual medium, obviously, podcast. <laughs> I was going through some old photos today to kind of jog up mo- memories of the moments. And this is a screenshot of my phone from February 16th. There's an, a, no- a push notification from one of my apps that says, Timberwolves have no plans to sign free agent Derek Rose. Oh, I took the screenshot. I was so happy about it. And what was this, like a few days before? Yeah, it was like a week or two before. Yeah. Because they waited until like March to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that turned out to be false. And so we felt very discouraged, not only because we don't think Derek Rose is a very good basketball player anymore, but because of what it says about Tom Thibodeau and his decision making. Yeah. Um, so it was a day that I'll live in infamy. The day I, <laughs> the day I lost faith in Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, Derrick Rose is uh, you know kind of got hurt as he's uh, normally uh, been known to do right away. So you know the you know he keeps talking about you know making a name for himself and getting back to where he was, but as usual he can't really stay on the court. So that is all big question mark uh, for Derrick Rose. We don't really know uh, <laughs> if he can really be a real NBA rotation player these days. And I think uh, we do know. Uh, I think we I don't see- think Derrick knows. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure Tibbs knows either. But I mean, yeah, by all his injury history you kind of do know but yeah he didn't really uh, get to get on the court and really show much so it's gonna be awkward to be rose's agent because you know rose is gonna be like i want a max contract this offseason yikes go get me that max and his agent's gonna be like i have to call teams and actually ask them for the money for rose yeah so that is definitely something that happened this season let's go on continuing the countdown this is number six Next one we'll call Tyus Jones Week number six. Uh, it's hard to sort of you know this is uh, power rankings of moments, uh, you know important moments not of trends, from this not season. Of themes yeah, not the themes, moments. but you know we found some some uh, performances from Tyus Jones that that really um, you know kind of uh, accentuated uh, what a great year he has had. Um, his two best games, um, he had them in the same week. Uh, you know uh, November twenty sixth against Phoenix, nine point seven seven steals. My goodness. Seven steals, two blocks, seven assists, four rebounds, and then a few nights later at New Orleans uh, when he had 16 points, four steals, seven assists, four rebounds. Was this in the stretch when Teague was Teague was, Teague was out? Yep. Yeah, One of the two stretches where Teague was out. This yeah, season. so you know, this Teague missed the, about 10 games this year, and yeah. Tyus filled in wonderfully. <laughs> and that's just the thing. I think that, especially this being the first time that he was out, there's a lot of questions at this time if Tyus was even going to be a, a backup point guard. I right. think his real plus minus was in the minus at this point in the mm. season. Season, just because Tibbs wasn't playing his bench very much, and there was a lot of problems with the bench back then. He was playing Shabazz at those minutes mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons why that was the case. But we were questioning Tyus, who had been our third-string point guard in previous years, if he could actually fulfill the role of a quality NBA backup point guard. And he came in, and he started these games, and it made everyone realize, oh, he might be better than a backup point guard. Yeah. He might actually be good enough to be an NBA starter. So it was a real eye-opening moment and also started the season-long trend of everyone on the internet being, play Tyus more, Tyus needs a start, bench Teague, have Tyus be the starter. That was a theme that all Wolves fans had to deal with all season long if you were paying attention to the online discourse. But, uh, you know, regardless of how you feel about Tyus and Teague, I think that this week is when it really opened people's eyes to the fact that Tyus Jones, legit, legit NBA player. He's for real. Everybody, uh, you know, Wolves, Wolves Nation knows about that. But, uh, yeah, it's been a good year for Tyus Jones, even uh, sort of in limited minutes at times. But these kind of – there was a lot of games that really stood out to kind of show that uh, Tyus has arrived and, uh, you know, he can really be a very, very good backup or possibly even a low-level starter in this league. So He belongs. Good for him. Number five. Remember – 
uh, the time when Jimmy got hurt and <laughs> the Timberwolves beat the Warriors and the Wizards. It was not that long ago, but yes, I do remember that. That was, uh, you know, kind of actually, I think, uh, set set a little bit of an unrealistic precedent for this uh, butlerless <laughs> squad here. It was like, oh, yeah, well, sure, we can beat contenders. Yeah, like we the beat the Warriors. We beat the champs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all going to be okay. But when, hey, really, those were outliers, but still Ste- important Steph Curry moments. was hurt. I don't think Draymond, no, Draymond did play that game, actually. I but Steph remember. Curry was hurt. Yeah. And uh, Iguodala was out as well. But still, Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond played, and we beat them. Uh, we did it all. Durant was the only guy who really went off. Cat destroyed uh, Draymond. Wiggins shut down Clay. Yeah. And it was just a moment where we're like, yeah, we just beat the champions without our best player. Uh, this is great. Anytime you beat the defending champs, especially a, a defending champ that's historically great as the Warriors, it's going to be a real feather in your cap moment. One of the best wins of the season, if not the very best win of the season. And, uh, you know, I still remember Belly getting that block to end the Warriors game. Oh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Belly and Cat strutting around the court with their arms out, getting the crowd all pumped <laughs> up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's us. That's the Timberwolves. Yeah, it was uh, definitely um, definitely fun to beat the Warriors. And, uh, yeah, then to go on the road where the team has been so bad this season. Against the East where the team has been so bad Exactly, this and, and beat a team like Washington who's going to be in the playoffs and you know without wall but still that you know that really buoyed this whole you know oh no you know this whole you know doom and gloom the butler's out and what are we going to do is like they they kind of handled their business in that way and and kind of um you know put themselves in a good position where they were able to lose against Memphis and some of these bad teams to kind of even things out but really good to uh beat those game uh beat those uh big teams and and uh get those wins so yeah that that was definitely important for sure all right, we're on to number four. Number four, the Jimmy Butler meniscus injury. Oh, so tough. Could have been a lot worse, though. I mean, that's kind of, I think, the main takeaway from uh, what you have to think about as a Wolves fan of, you know, injuries are a major part of the NBA. Uh, injuries are up again this year, unfortunately, league-wide. So, you know, injuries... Even with the more rest. Oh. Ah, even with the more rest. Injuries are coming for you. They're coming for your team. And Butler was not able to um, be immune to that this year. Overall, the Wolves were were, were pretty good injury-wise so far this season, even with their, you know, all-star and, you know, all-NBA, uh, you know, forward to, to go out for this amount of time. Overall, they still avoided a season-ending injury of any sort or even injury to Towns or Wiggins would be way more... Uh, detrimental than something like this so they did a good job a good job like it's something you can try to avoid but well, the injury luck it, was, or whatever. it also hit us at a bad point we went yeah. through our hardest stretch of the schedule yeah. maybe second hardest stretch of the schedule of the season yeah. in early march when we played like eight of our nine games were against playoff teams and that's when this happened so it happened at a very inopportune time yeah i remember talking before the season started when we were trying to figure out this wolf's team i said on this pod you can check it out go back into the archive go back go back I said, it, with the way this West is loaded, if we lose Jimmy for two or three weeks to an injury, it might be enough to kick us out of the playoffs. Yeah. That's how good the West is. And we're is. right there right now. And we're yeah, right on the border. Awfully prescient, uh, which I believe was an episode title this season. Uh, <laughs> but it was very much so like, oh, yeah, that thing I said that might sink us, it came dangerously close to sinking us. And, you know, as long as we don't go 0-4 this next week, we'll be able to weather that injury. But still, it was something that we anticipated and worried about. 
Yeah, that was uh, so Jimmy Butler injury. You know, and that's something that is it's scary for the rest of his career too. You know, Jimmy Butler obviously has another year on his contract, so this is something that's why we keep saying take your time, come back w- when it's ready for you. But it's also a matter of this is somebody who the Wolves hope to re-sign after next summer. So, you know, they want him to be someone who's not going to always be injured and to be, uh, you know, this older guy who's always on the, you know, in the surgery room or whatever. So, yeah, we're not worried about Jimmy Butler next season. We're worried about if we re-sign him. Yeah. What is he going to be like in five years exactly. when he has no cartilage in his knees? You know, These things can go downhill really fast with some of these injuries. So we do have to worry about the long-term health. But it was a big moment. Stop being a bummer about that. He might not even resign with us. He might go to the Lakers and sink their salary cap after that. So we'll see. Number three. Hey, you remember when the Timberwolves only had five players ever in their history who are all-stars, and then this season we added two to that list? Two, two, two. Two all-stars. Two all-stars. Jimmy Butler, multi-time all-star. No surprises there. But yep. Carl Anthony Towns, first-time all-star. Shouts the cat. Having a good game. Shouts getting a cat. double-double. My girlfriend says I look good. That's he was right. great. He was really good in that game and almost won MVP and just really good to have him in that game where he belongs. Yeah, he got the respect that he deserves, finally. And it was great to see him on a national stage. He flourished under the spotlights, and it was good to see him. The thing about being an all-star is you get to go to All-Star Weekend and be chummy with all the other superstars, and you get <laughs> and to feel like you exactly. and everybody, yeah. So uh, I'm, I couldn't be happier for Cat. He sorely deserved it, and it looked questionable for a minute if he was going to get picked. And now that he has, I believe he'll go on and play in the next 13 All-Star games. He's got many more in his future. Shouts to Carl Anthony Towns. But that's like we're talking about the validation we've been receiving all yeah. season, that we're finally there on that level because in years past it was rising stars game let's watch the rookie sophomore game let's watch maybe the dunk contest but never the all-star game it's like a consolation we're back we're back baby we're back in the all-stars we got two who are among the most elite 15 players in the western conference the real game so i love that you know let's let's get them both back and maybe even wiggins next year let's see all right let's go on to number two Number two, Carl Anthony Towns. This happened uh, just just a week ago. Carl, Carl Anthony Towns scoring 56 big ones, setting the franchise record Ooh-wee. for points in a single game with 56, uh, breaking Mo Williams' record, becoming the fourth Timberwolf to score 50 uh, or more in a game. Put some respect on my name. Remember that. Quite, I will. I quite, will remember that. Quite yeah. incredible there for, for Towns. So, you know, just very impressive. He was... You know, incredible from three and getting it done at the free throw line. And as we mentioned, still passing up shots at the end of the game to Jeff Teague for wide <laughs> still open. Still throwing assists. But as we mentioned, this is somewhere that we expect Towns to be, uh, you know, every single season. We expect him to have games like this where, you know, 50 is on the table and, and it's possible. He's got the skill set. He shoots threes, he gets to the line, he's dominant around the rim with rebounds. He has. All of the things you can, all the tools you need to be as someone who can score 50 on any given night. Yeah, so it's just incredible to see him do it against Atlanta late in the season. But, you know, even though it happened late against a tanking team, you know, it still counts and it's still, it still a big moment, especially without Butler. You know, every, as we've learned, though, you know, we can't just count out or you can't just pencil in the, the win, uh, you know, against a tanking team. You got to have a super effort. And, and it was Towns that night. So I think incredible. also it was important for the fan base. We lost a Memphis, yeah. our confidence was at a season low. Yep. Uh, it was to the point where Canis, the Canis Hoop is Slack channel, they were talking about 
are they showing these videos of Butler's rehab just to like change the narrative? Is this propaganda to be like, forget about moments, forget about moments. Look, Jimmy Butler playing basketball. Look, He's Jimmy. running. Yeah. yeah there's, there's questions about the propaganda aspect of that. So we needed a boost, and Towns provided with a historic night for the He did it. He did it. Which brings us to moment number one. Number one. So this is kind of a, it's a long moment, but it was the it's best, a long moment. It's the best moment of my life. <laughs> uh, from mid-December to mid-January, there was a stretch where the Wolves won 12 of 15 games. Wow. Including beating the Cavs. In fact, in January, there was a homestand. I went to three of these games, Neil. Mm. We were at some of them together. Mm-mm-mm. They had a January homestand where they went undefeated against the Pelicans, the Cavs, the Thunder, the Knicks, and the Blazers. Amazing. Four of those teams are really good. That Cavs game, to me, was the game of the season as far as like wins go. It yeah. was just so. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, it was just I don't know. It was it was we such blew a, them out. We blew out a, a team. You know, now it's like the Cavs are like the three C. They're kind of seen as a little bit weak. You know, they can't stop anybody. It's not the best LeBron team we've seen in recent years. So, so it's a little bit diminished in that way. But at the time, and especially for precedent for the Wolves. It was a monumental game, and to be there in person to see LeBron, you know, and, and to see sort of even at halftime, it was like a twenty-point game, and it was just like the building was on fire. Yeah, it's incredible. And not only did we beat the Cavs, but we beat LeBron. It was his worst uh, plus-minus ever in his career. Wow! And it was one of like the three lowest scoring nights of his career ever. He only had ten points. So it was not only just beating this team that had lots of problems. I mean, Isaiah Thomas was on the team at that point. Yeah. Um, and we know how that went with them. <laughs> but we beat the best player in basketball. Yeah. And we held him to a, a career low night, pretty much. And so that was so validating. And then we beat the Thunder the very next game. So good. That but- stretch was just incredible. I mean, they had, that was when they had, they, their defense was at the best of yep. the season. Got into the top 10 during that stretch and everything. So that's what I'll remember is being these good teams, but also the defense playing at, at the best level they played in all season. I remember our first five-game winning streak of the season. They're like, there hasn't been a five-game winning streak for like 10 years. <laughs> and, and I was like, whoa. And then we had yeah. multiple of them. And so just to like – Win 12 of 15, that was the time when we were talking about, we're legit one of the best eight teams in the league. Yeah. You know, when everything was clicking right, that was true. It was maybe even underestimating us a little bit. So I've never felt that way about the Timberwolves. You know, I was too young of a kid to feel that way. I didn't appreciate it when it was KG dominating. So like to go through this vast desert, you know, this, this time of nothing and then come back and be like, we won 12 of 15. Amazing. It was literally one of the best feelings of my basketball cheering life. No, no exaggeration. <laughs> like it was just like, wow, this would have, this is what it feels like to be a fan of a successful team. It was a, it was a whole new world for me. That's how it goes. All right, that does it for power rankings. Let us know what moments we missed, if there's yeah. some moments that stuck out with you. It's tough to remember moments. We were trying Hard to, to jog our memory. I'm sure there's moments that were resonant, more emotionally resonant for you. So let us know in the comments on Canis Hoopus. And uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Up next, we got Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. We're giving out awards. We skipped this last year, uh, last week, excuse me. So we have, uh, you know, it's built up a little bit. Uh, so Weekly Wolfies are, are back uh, this week. I'll get us started. My Weekly Wolfie goes to John Fokey. He works for the Justin Wolves. John. He works for the Wolves. He works for the Lynx. He works for um, the organization. Um, and he is, he's the radio voice of the Minnesota Lynx. So you'll definitely hear him calling, calling all the games. He's, on the te- he's uh, with the team and everything uh, during that stuff. But John Fokey, during the Timberwolves, 
offseason, he's also working hard. He's very unheralded. Um, you know, you hear a lot. Of, you know, you get some different interviews and stuff, and 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 maybe you're listening to somebody else. But John Folkey's out there working every day. He's uh, you know, kind of uh, you know, capturing audio at practices and stuff like that. But you know, Folkey, especially for the Lynx, someone you need to follow, someone you need to be listening to. He's just working so hard, and I feel like he doesn't get enough. Doesn't get enough press uh, this week. He had uh, great interviews with Troy Hudson. That's hey. right, T Hud, T Hud. He's out there uh, hosting like a uh, Timberwolves marketing event at like a high V or something, interviewing Troy Hudson. And then he's also getting you ready for Link season um, with interviews uh, with uh, Claire Duellis, um, who is the new assistant GM, uh, Tanisha Wright, who's going to be uh, coming out of retirement to play for the Lynx this year, and Danielle Robinson, uh, who the Wol- excuse me, who the, who the Lynx uh, traded for uh trade their first round pick um to get on the team this year Former so all-star you need yeah exactly so really get on board with john folk he's he's such a nice guy I had, had a chance to really get to know him last link season and uh he's incredible and but he works hard during the wolf season too you know he's he's more known for his link stuff but yeah don't forget about john folk he's out here doing wolves wolves work as well year-round work as far as uh you know getting some audio uh for uh, for wolves basketball as well as links basketball so make sure you check out john Fokey. that's a good wolfie neil if you're a timberwolves twitter person he's one of the top 15 people you must follow <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, he's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah, I just want to give him some love because it's kind of behind the scenes at times, especially in the wolf season. So go check him out. All right. My weekly Wolfie is going to go to Cat and Twitch TV. Twitch he's is on a there. streaming site for video games. It's a huge deal. Very popular these days. Cat has an account where he streams himself playing video games. I've never watched it before, but I saw, you know, there's no games to watch. I was just so bored this week with nothing to watch. And so on Monday night, I think it was. Yeah, cat. Uh, I saw on Reddit that cat was starting to stream, so I just joined the stream and I ended up watching it for like three hours, and it was a lot of fun. Cat's very engaging. In fact, cat was so engaging that I signed up for a Twitch account. Whoa! And then I followed him just so I can get alerts whenever he goes live. That's you, how much fun I had. Question for you: Do you think Towns is? the biggest name NBA star to be on Twitch or they're like more above him. Um, I would imagine there's some more above him, but he's got to be in the top echelon. Um, uh, yeah, I would, I'll, I'll, I'll follow up. I mean, you think he's talking about all stars. Like, are there any other NBA all stars who are streaming Maybe themselves not. on Twitch? Maybe not. Maybe cat is the biggest name. It yeah. was very popular because he's like the right combo of like young plus famous. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I think no one over 25 is on Twitch probably in the <laughs> NBA. So, uh, it was great. He was playing with Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, uh, user, name in the video games they were they were playing fortnite and players underground uh battleground players unknown pl- battleground whatever uh both very popular video games at the time that i need to invest myself in uh ben simmons name was simo the savage and i loved <laughs> simo simo the savage and i loved cat's username it's not kitten around not kitten around wah, Going wah. The cat puns. Uh, my takeaway is cat is really funny he was joking with simmons about triple doubles he was saying that how t- uh, simmons already has 10 times more triple doubles than he does even though he uh, simmons is in his first year in the league uh-uh. they were joking about the ncaa tournament and how it's not the same once you get to the nba it's really hard to watch it because it's so much worse but when oh, you're in high school interesting. when you're in high school and you're like that's the next level that's holy it. crap and yeah. then like uh, afterwards they're like we can't even watch that now like he's like i can't even watch that joking about cars joking about taking uber 
Denver. Uh, not saying anything controversial after the Hawks stuff became news. Before the Hawks game, Simmons is like, you can keep playing Cat. You're just playing the Hawks the next game. And then Cat went for 56. And all the news sites started picking it up. So both Simmons and Cat were really aware that anything they said might become a news article. <laughs> it was just really funny. Lots of great That's jokes. Awesome. You uh, watched for hours, you said. Yeah, Cat hosted one of the games and he made the password to join the game 56. <laughs> Because he scored 56 points. I love it. His girlfriend would interrupt every once in a while. She was looking for her switch. And they, have both, they both have switches. And she was looking for hers. And she made food for him. But he wasn't eating it. He kept playing. And like Being in a relationship for a long time, I could tell she was annoyed that he was playing video games and not paying attention to her. And he was just like, I'm focused on video games. Like I've been there in my relationship. Yeah, sure. So I could totally tell. It was just very humanizing. It really made Kat feel like a chum that you would hang around with. Like one of your buddies. And it just felt so human and organic and real. It was so entertaining and delightful. So I am now on Twitch and I will continue to follow him. And I recommend you all do. He's a really funny guy. He's got some very funny jokes. Well, we will uh, link to um, John Fokey and Cat uh, on Twitch in the show notes of this episode. Uh, Neil, I'm going to take 30 more seconds real quick. Oh. Shouts to Jamal. I wanted to give him this Wolfie last week for being a vet in the clubhouse. Thanks. After Town scored 56 points, he said he didn't realize the gravity of the night until Crawford told him to hold on to his jersey as a keepsake, <laughs> just as Towns was about to throw it into the laundry. Cat said, that's when it hit me that I actually did what I did. Nice. Next thing you know, I was asking for the ball. I was asking for everything. It's great when you have teammates like that who help you realize not only the little things, but the big things in life and how valuable they truly are and how special they are. Nice. Shouts to Jamal Crawford with the kind of leadership we need. Double Wolfie for Scott this week, you All guys. Right. We're That's ending right. up at the end of the season. All right, we're done with Wolfies. Time to get to the game. Let's wrap this thing up. All right, Neil, we're going to fly through this game because we're running long, but it's going to depend on you. Oh. Because we're going to see how uh, how quickly you answer stuff. Okay, like that. all right. The game this week, Neil, is called Did You Learn Your Lesson? Did you learn your lesson? Here are questions you got wrong this season. Oh, no. To various games. And we're going to see if you remember the correct answers to them. All right. First up, this is just last week, episode 77, Inoculated to the Pain. The question is, who scored 50 the, of the four players who uh, on the Timberwolves who scored 50 points? Which one did it in the fewest minutes? Oh, God. Um, fewest minutes. Uh, let me... Uh, Kevin Love? That's what you guessed last week. It nah. is Cat, 41 minutes. Cat, 41 minutes. All right, from episode 76, Two Popes. The question was, what happened since the Timberwolves last went to the playoffs? You know? What happened? Uh, did things happen before yeah. spring 2004 or after? Two questions, Neil. Did YouTube come out before or after 2004? Before or after the Timberwolves were last in the playoffs? After. You learned your lesson. All right, going back to episode 75, Goldilocks situation. Neil, Jamal Crawford from Michigan. That's right. You learned. All right. Uh, number episode 74, Delusions of Grandeur. Who is eighth all time in field goals made for the Chicago Bulls? He plays for the Timberwolves. Who is fourth or eighth all time in field goals made for the Chicago Bulls? Uh, Taz Gibson. It is Derek Rose. Ah. All right. Episode 72, Bullies Get Bullied. The game was eight truths and four lies. You got almost all of these wrong, Neil. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. Jim Pete was named Minnesota's Mr. Basketball in 1980 and was named the first McDonald's All-American from the state of Minnesota. Fact two, Jim Pete's NBA nickname was the Ivory Tower. Fact three, Jim Pete was drafted by the Rockets alongside Hakeem in the first two rounds of the 84 draft. Which of those facts is wrong? In the past, I feel like I probably guessed Ivory Tower. 
but the the dra- I think the draft thing was the the one wrong You're one. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Both about your guesses. He was drafted in the third round because they okay. had three rounds back then. Let's keep flying through it. Episode seventy one. Your Pokemon story. Facts about Flip slash Flip facts. Flip set a franchise record for most wins in a regular season for both the Wolves and the Pistons. Which team had the higher win total? Pistons had the higher win total. That's right. They won sixty-four games. One of the twenty-five. Wow. One of the twenty-five best wow. regular seasons of all the time. The Wolves had like fifty-seven or fifty-eight or 58, something. That's right. Yeah. Episode seventy. Pudgy white guy. The game was about disaster day, June twenty-third, two thousand eleven. Which of these players did the Wolves not receive in a trade that day? Brad Miller, Nikola Mirotic, Chandler Parsons, or Donatus Montiunis? Um, I feel like I guessed Montiunis at the time, but maybe it's Mirotic? You guessed Mirotic at the time. Uh, Montiunis is the answer. We drafted Montiunis. And then we traded him for Chandler Parsons and Donuts. Then other people. All right, so episode 69, Wreck em All. The game was before and after where you mash up names. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The question was, a method of barbecuing was Jefferson High School's all-time leading scorer. Uh, <laughs> uh, was it charcoal or some sort? <laughs> That's right. Say it all. What charcoal Aldridge? That's right, charcoal Aldridge. <laughs> Episode sixty-eight, weekly bullies. The game was ball in the family, asking about Timberwolves family members who have played basketball. His father, Wilbert, played basketball for the U.S. Army National Team during the Vietnam War. Which player was that? <laughs> Uh, I don't remember at all. Um, let me guess Aaron Brooks. The answer is Taj Gibson, military brat Taj Gibson. Ah. Episode 63, Gorgeous Georges. The game was Would You Rather. Neil, would you rather lose to the Lakers on national TV on Christmas Day if it meant that we beat the Nuggets the following week? Which would you choose? Beat I, the Lakers or beat the Nuggets? I feel like I choose to beat the Lakers, and you said it was wrong because we should beat, we should evaluate our division record. You're right. And now look at us. You really should have wanted that. that we need win. that. We need that. <laughs> we got the Nuggets win anyways. Episode 62, Panda Boba, which you spelled wrong because the guy's name was Panda Baba and you spelled it Panda Boba. This always bugged me. Uh, it was our third annual Star Wars character or NBA player <laughs> round. You got them all right except one, Neil. So I have to ask you, Chinanu Uaaku. Anu, Anuaku. Yeah. Chinanu Anuaku. NBA player or Star Wars character? Yeah. NBA player. That's right. Now you've got them all right. Ah, there we go. All right. Uh, episode 57, logistical gift. The price is B right. I'm going to give you a stat. You tell me if the actual answer is higher, lower, or the same. Jamal Crawford plays 20 minutes a night. Is that uh, is the real number higher, lower, or the same? Um, higher. It's the same. He averaged 20 minutes a night then. He averages 20 minutes a night now. Wow. And this is our final episode, Neil. It was a Timberwolves season preview Jeopardy edition. Episode 55, Robert came on and asked his Jeopardy questions. Two questions for you. One, you missed the Daily Double. You're given a chance for the Daily Double. You missed it. The question is, what member of the Timberwolves organization was drafted with the number 10 overall pick in 1985? Uh, I think it was... uh... Ed Pinkney. <laughs> yes, you learned your lesson. It's Nova. Nova, That's national right. champs. Nova. That's right. Again, Nova. Nova, national champs. And finally, Neil, this was the final Jeopardy question that we both got wrong, but you didn't bet as much money as me, so you still beat me. In descending order, list the Timberwolves' top three dunk leaders from last season. So three, two, one, <laughs> dunk leaders. Oh, man, I don't really remember. I think it was... Uh... 
Uh, Wiggins, Levine, Towns? In that order? We both said Levine, but it's actually Towns was number one, Wiggins was number two, Shabazz Muhammad. No oh, Bazi. He actually Bazi played. He actually played. Oh, you learned most of your lessons, Neil. Uh, you, you, you improved. Your for the most part. For doctor. the most part. For the most part. All right. That does it for our show. Thanks for listening to us. Thank you for joining us on this podcast, listening to The Long Game, and, and just, just staying with us all season long. We'll have another episode next week before the playoffs kick off. Ooh, and discussing then, the postseason for the first time in the Wolves cast history. Yeah, and then from there, we'll see what the team does. Then discussing so. the second round because the Wolves are getting there. Round two, round two, round two. That's right. Yeah, so uh, lots of things to come. Please uh, stick with us through the end of the regular season and the postseason. We want to shout out Canis Hoopus. It's been a good week at Canis Hoopus. Lots of good um, articles, man. Yeah, we got, some good, we got some good posts that are going up that have been named to the best of SB Nation. Uh, we've got uh, Why Wolves Fans Are Mad <laughs> by, by Josh, Josh Clement. Yeah. And, it's a good um, read. It's a really good read. There's been a number of uh, you know uh, Wolves posts from Canis Hoopus that have made it to the best of SB Nation. We will link them in the show notes because there are numerous ones. Uh, so check them out there and uh, you can read them. And it's been a good week for Canis Hoopus. That's the home of this show. Um, so make sure you're reading everything Subscribe. at Pod. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at WolvesCast. Uh-huh. If you want some cool Wolves-themed gifts or merchandise, go to WolvesCast.com. Click on the shop link. We got enamel pins and palm hats. They're all there. You can buy them. Please do. Also, Darby's trivia is still happening. Twin season uh, complicates things. No if trivia this week. If there's a home game, no trivia this do, week. Not go to, do not go to Darby's on Tuesday night. But if there is an away game, then you do go to Darby's on Tuesday night. That's right. And uh, check out Trivia from 6 to 8 p.m. Draw basketball by your team name, and you will get the podcast point. It's like that. It's beautiful. Scott will be there chilling. Go I'm say there. hi. Give him a high five. I'm always there. It's like that. Um, but, yeah, that's the end of our show um, for this week, everybody. We'll be back next week with another show. Ooh, big and then, week. Big week in Timberwolves history oh, right yeah. here. Four more games. Let's close it out right. Let's get that 3-1 and one record. And, um, yeah, and then we'll be back uh, with some, some playoff analysis and stuff like that. I'll bring the bubbly next week, Neil. Okay. Both, both for Chris and your new home. Yes. And to celebrate the Timberwolves in the playoffs. That's right. All right. So farewell to the Wolvescast Studio 1 and uh, Wolvescast Studio 2.0 will be uh, with you next year. Hope, next episode. Hopefully it sounds just as good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. What's up? You have a game tomorrow? Stop, stop. We're not doing that again. We're not doing that again. Nah, nah. We ain't doing that again. I'm out. Nah, I'm out. You dropped 56 points. Nah, nah. So did you, once you had that 56-point game, like, what was your, did you think at all about that comment? Oh, of course. I knew that was going to be the first thing I was asked about. Yo, once I saw that that night, I was like, that's a bad idea. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, the best part, the best part, the best part was that after you said it, the, you know how they cut the clip? <laughs> after the right. clip, you were like, you know, I shouldn't say that. You know, every team in NBA is great. <laughs> they didn't care about that. They don't care about that.